Hey, I'm Nora Jones, and today I'm playing along with Alinda Sagara, a.k.a. Hooray for the Riff Raff. I'm just playing along with you. I'm just playing along with you. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm Nora. With me, as always, is Sarah Oda. Here I am. I like how you always point to me. As if we're on TV. <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel so welcome. You're welcome to Spain. Oh, we're here. We're in Spain right in now. In Marbella. Beautiful. The episode was recorded in Brooklyn, but our intro is recorded in Spain. Intros from around the world. Our guest today is the very soulful and profound singer-songwriter, mm. Alinda Segarra, a.k.a. Yeah. Hooray for the Riff Raff. Yes. I'm so in love with the music. I've been listening to Hooray for the Riff Raff for a long time. And their voice is just breathtaking to me. Yes. (laughs) They're from the Bronx, but you're going to hear all about how they ended up in New Orleans. Their sound evolved into sort of a beautiful, powerful style that's really moving. And their songs and lyrics are so expressive or heart-wrenching. Yeah. Or kind of punk rock. Just Yes. Yeah. In just the right way. Alinda's truly a masterful songwriter. Yes, definitely. I'm really excited about this episode. We had a great time. This was my first time meeting them and we felt really like it felt like old friends. Yeah. Yeah. It was very natural. It was fun. They found inspiration in COVID times and wrote some music and you're gonna hear some of those songs in the episode. And you're gonna hear about their most recent projects, and there's also a surprise duet cover. Oh, yay! Stay tuned. Yes, please enjoy. And don't forget to like and subscribe to Nora Jones is Playing Along. Like us, and we'll keep the music going. Yay! Please enjoy today's episode with my friend, Alinda Sagara, aka Hooray for the Riff Raff. Shoes off, of course. Okay. One, two, one, two, three. Rhododendron, night blooming jasmine, deadly nightshade. Club or renegade, rhododendron. I can hear you speaking, you can feel me breathing, break my head open. Bubble Bullish Barricade Oh, Rhode 
in a in a field of corn I'm just staring at a at a sky reborn oh spirit find me oh spirit guide me I'm addicted to the to the higher violence full moon maple Your limbs around me, this won't be over soon. Don't turn your back on the mainland. Don't turn your back on the mainland. Don't turn your back on the mainland. That's like my favorite version of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing with you. Yeah. That song is so cool. The flowers. Mm. It's the flowers. Yeah. It's so beautiful. They're very punk. It's so, oh, all these flowers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these specific ones? <laughs> yeah. Like I was looking through this. It was just like a book of, of like North American flowers. And I was like, there's a flower called Naked Boys. That's so cool. <laughs> I know. I didn't know that yeah. either. That is cool. And what's Chimiko perfume? What, okay. I mean, what's Chimiko? That's like, so I was looking at this book called Plants of the Gods. I think it's like, all the, I don't like do psychedelic drugs, but like obviously everyone I am around <laughs> it talks about them all the time. Because everyone does. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was a book all about like, all about psychedelic drugs and they talked, or, you know, plant medicine, I should call it, is a more respectful way. Yes, okay. <laughs> um, but there was, like, all this stuff about the the people who first, like, kind of introduced, like, psychedelic mushrooms to the Western world and the shamans would wear this stuff called Chimico perfume. Oh. Yeah, so it was so just, cool. like, I was on this plant journey. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. But it's such a great way to describe them all you know it's just so cool to have all this in a song (laughs) yeah it felt really like I love a lot of like herbal medicine you know and in the pandemic like the early parts of it I was very much like I can't be around humans but all these plants are like here and they're like within my body and they're trying to heal me and comfort me so that's great yeah that's a good thing to turn to yeah totally beautiful do you live in New Orleans yes and how long have you lived there? 
Since I, I I left here when I was 17, and I got there when I was, like, 18. Okay. It's been a long time. Okay, so time. you've been there your yeah. whole adult life. Yeah. I, I spent a couple of years in Nashville, and I was just like, what am I doing? And I went back. <laughs> um, but New Orleans definitely has, like, very powerful plants and trees yes. and, you and, know. and just vibes. Yeah. Have you spent a lot of time there? Not a ton, but a little. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Um, it's... It's a special place. It's really like, it's all the extremes. Yeah. You know, the lows are very, wow, life-changing. And then the highs are like, this is the most beautiful parade with like, you (laughs) know, beautiful weather. And But that's where I started really playing music, was on the street there. On the street? Yeah. I I read an article that talked about you were busking in, do you call it busking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay, busking in New Orleans, playing on the street. And I had this weird flashback memory to walking kind of where the boats are um, at the edge of the quarter, the French Uh quarter. And there's like this tree in this little park. Uh And I had this like flashback to seeing someone there once and I was just like, I love their voice. Whoa. And I'm like, was that you? I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if that was you. <laughs> that would be cool, though. Yeah, it would be cool. <laughs> In my mind, I saw you like, yeah. you know, forever ago, but I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where we would play, would we would play on Decatur. It's really funny. There's, like, politics of, of musicianship, and it's, like— Royal Street is where it's like, that's when you're like grade A. You really? Know? So when I first started, we were like, we're not good enough for Royal. So we should start on Decatur where everyone's like drunk. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> and then you like graduate till you're like playing on Royal Street. But I would play banjo with like a jazz band and yeah. stuff. And So you did a lot of, did you do a lot of old songs at first? Or yes. did, were you always writing? I would write a little bit, but it was mostly old songs. I loved, like, early blues songs. Mm -hmm. I was really obsessed with, like, the blues women, with Billie Holiday, with Bessie Smith. When I found Bessie Smith, I was just like, this is the most badass (laughs) person ever. And I just, like, loved that lyricism. I think I learned, like, a lot of my songs are very simple, but kind of like the blues is, like, deceptively simple. It's like, it's not actually, you know? Yeah. It's so. not as simple as you think. Yeah. It's very deep. Yeah. And since that's how I started to play, I never really felt like, oh, I want to show off my musicianship. Instead, it was like, I just want to like get into a groove, you know? Yeah. It's the best way. Yeah. What brought you to New Orleans? You grew up here in the Bronx? Yeah. Wow. And I just felt like I couldn't survive here. I was kind of like being real with myself, being like, I don't think... I'm going to finish high school. I don't think I'm going to, like, be able to get a good job. I was very confused. Like, what do I do? And I was friends with all these, like, punk kids in Tompkins Square Park. Mm -hmm. And there were all these kids that were like, come hop a freight train with us. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just like, well, that's what all my heroes did. So I guess I'll just go do that. And it, like, wow. It felt very normal. And now that I'm, like, 36, I'm just like, what are you talking about? That's so scary to me. That sounds so scary. I know. But your brain, like, doesn't understand danger at that age. So I was just like, okay, of course. extra scary. Yeah. So I kind of, like, wandered around like a little, like, homeless kid for a while. And then other kids told me that New Orleans was a great place to be, like, a street kid. You know? And people were saying, like, you can play music there on the street. You don't need a permit or anything. And... So I was just like, 
oh, I've always wanted to play music. Maybe I should do that. I feel like I had a lot of angels with me, you know. That's intense. So how long was that until you landed there? Around when I was 18. So it was like a year of kind of wandering. And then even when I got there, like, I still was wandering around and not like— You didn't have a place. Yeah, not domesticated until I was like 19, I think. So where do you sleep? Abandoned buildings. Uh And, you know, I was really lucky that— I had a good crew of other kids, but we we formed a band. Yeah. And then that became, like, my family. It was actually, like, very, like, wholesome. We were yeah. obsessed with learning songs, and that's, like, how—I don't know. It's interesting, like, my relationship to music and having a band was that, was, like, family and, like, safety. And, safety, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does sound like you had a lucky run Absolutely. And to be surrounded by people who— nurture each other yeah that is that's like the ultimate yeah especially when you're out there so like vulnerable you know I know and that's really intense yeah it like the older I get I think the more the reality of the intensity hits me it's like lately I'm like I feel all the feelings of that time now because back then I was just like I don't know, like, you're kind of high on, like, being a teenager and, like, doing extreme things. Um, But now I'm like, that was scary or, (laughs) you know, all of a sudden I'll feel it. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I still miss, like, that closeness with that band, you know, Mm -hmm. because now everything is very professional, which is normal and good. You go back to your own hotel room. Yeah, totally. I'm like, we're not all going to sleep on the floor all together (laughs) and, like, share a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like now in my writing, those days are coming up. I don't know if it's like that for you. Like yeah. all of a sudden the past has become a lot more of like my present in my writing. It all comes out eventually, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just want to go back now and hug you <laughs> and, and sing with you. I know. <laughs> I know. I I mean, it's it's been a wild ride. But when I started um that first band that I had, like they really encouraged me to write. And then I started writing and just, like, making burned CDs. and So cool. Yeah, and then it's been, like, this crazy ride where I'm still doing it. So yeah. I love that you somebody told you, if you go to New Orleans, you don't need a permit to play music. Well, I like music. I'll play. I've always <laughs> wanted to play music. Yeah, yeah. You had never played before that? I played, like, a little guitar okay. in middle school. And I was obsessed with Hole and Nirvana. Did you, you know? sing all the time? Like, just... I did as a kid, but once high school hit, that was when, like, you know, the blues, like, hit me in the way that, like, I just got really shy. I got really insecure. And I, my dad, um, he was a musician. Oh, okay. He was, like, a jazz musician and stuff. Okay. I didn't grow up with him, but we would play a lot when I was really little. And then when I hit high school age, like, we just went on these different paths, obviously, you know. So it was in me, but I, I kind of thought I, like, missed the boat. I was like, oh, I didn't go to school for it, and, you know. So I'm just glad that I realized 17 is not too old <laughs> to learn something. No, it's not. <laughs> At the time, I was like, I didn't go to school for this. I don't know how to play music, but. Oh, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. I love um that song, Living in the City, because I was oh, thinking, yeah. yeah, you grew up in the city, Yeah. Right? This really has the vibe. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> those lyrics are definitely like 
characters from my past. It's kind of like all of the characters of Tompkins Square Park that I grew up yeah. with. Yeah, like Big Danny, and there was a guy named Hatred, and like a <gasps> bunch of like, oh like the there was like the biker alley, and then like the old Polish men like playing chess. Yeah, and, you know. I used to live over there probably when you were yeah you were in high school. Oh I'm, really? I'm that much older. I feel like I moved to the city when I was 20, and I lived in the East Village. That was in 1999. Wow. So I bet I. Uh, it's a cool time to live there. Yeah, I used to walk through the park and. Um, do you remember the blackout? Uh, yeah, but I was out of town. I was on oh, tour. Darn. I was on tour. It was so fun. I know. <laughs> I was. I've never been more jealous to not be in the city. I'm sure. I remember it was just so like civil and everybody was kind. Right. Everybody was like. At one point, they like started a bonfire in the park, but like the cops were okay with it. It yeah. was just like this weird <laughs> truce where everyone was like, "Sure." drink and start this fire and everybody eat your ice cream and like you know what that's I mean that's nice wasn't yeah. that it was just a year or two after 9-11 maybe so I think I so. feel like people were all scared at first and then everybody was extra nice to everybody totally there's some weird dynamic there that was happening for me like at that age I look back like I just didn't comprehend how serious anything was you know I was in uh I was a freshman when 9-11 happened and I was so just like, wow, something's happening. Like yeah. the gravity of now it's so different to like go through world events, you know? Yeah. Because at that age, I was just like, oh, this is an adventure instead of like understanding gravity of stuff. That's interesting. I feel like kids now understand the gravity of everything and they take it so much harder yeah. than we did when we were kids. I know. It must be you like know. access to information. Yeah. It's a lot of that. It, it's intense for, well, it's intense for adults now, too, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> it's intense for all of us. Yeah. Life is crazy. So you're working on a new album? Yeah, I finished recording it. So we're in, like, mixing now. Okay, that's great. I'm so excited. Is it um, New Orleans made, or is it, where no, did you go I've somewhere been, else? I've been recording in North Carolina and Durham. Wow, yeah. fun. Yeah, my friend Brad Cook lives out there. Okay. And he's who I made Life on Earth with. And it was just, like, that whole experience was, like, life-changing for me, you know? Yeah. I'd never had such a, like, therapeutic experience with, like, making a record, you know? Really? So. I feel like when I listen to that album, I feel that. Oh, good. From you. Yeah. It's a really special one. Thanks. And that song, too. Oh, yeah. Should we do that next? Yeah, let's do okay. it. I'm going to try. You want me to try a different guitar? I'm going to try this nylon. Do you play piano on it? Are you cool if I play oh, piano? No, that is not me. That's not you? That's okay. actually Brad's brother, oh, cool. Phil Cook. Okay. Who is like such an angel. It sounds like, great. Yeah, he, it's like very, it's such a great experience recording there because you're just like hanging in the backyard and he's like, hey, Phil, like Aww. in the studio in the back. I like you want to come lay down a piano part? And then it's like a heartbreakingly beautiful. <laughs> really sweet. That sounds nice. Yeah. Like in yeah. tune. Is that my Yeah, that's my Willie Nelson guitar. I did a um so nice. I did a whole tour. This is in maybe twenty no, two thousand nine. And my band at the end of the tour, it was um Sasha Dobson, Smokey Hormel, Joey Warnker, and Gus Seifert and John Kirby. They bought me uh, that nylon string as a gift. It was like a year-long, you know, crazy tour. Yeah. They bought me that, and it's it's like a 
Willie Nelson model. Wow. I mean, they knew I was trying to be Willie Nelson, basically. So <laughs> they, they bought me that guitar. And it, it's definitely not worn as trigger, but it, I mean, it's meant to be that. You have I have time, though. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever get like that. Oh, it's so nice. I got to play this with Preservation Hall. Have you ever played with them? No, but I was wondering who's on the record because I hear well, horns on the record. Those those are all Durham guys. Okay. There's like an incredible scene in Durham of jazz That's musicians. So cool. But we got to do another version with Prez Hall ah, in New Orleans. Nice. Oh, my God. It'd be so fun if you played there. Well, now I, that I know you, I'm coming to New Orleans oh, to good. visit. Now I have a few friends down there. Oh, cool. Do you know the Tank and the Bangas crew? I've never met them. Oh, you should. I mean, like, they're so mind-blowingly talented. They are, but they're also just great people. Cool. They'd love you, and you'd love them. It would be fun. Let's. I'm definitely a big—her um, name is Tank, Her right? name is Tank. Yeah. yeah. I love her, like, spoken word. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. She's really— her brain is like yeah. exploding with stuff all the time. Totally. Yeah, you guys should hang. Maybe I'll come down there and we'll hang out. Oh my god, that'd be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Let's start a band. I'm down. <laughs> I need a new band. Why not? <laughs> Just add them. Yeah. Add them to your wallet. <laughs> I love doing music. I love music. Okay. All right. Let's. Should we? Just try it. Yeah. Do you want me to start it? You yes. Wanna, is that weird? No, that's great. Sky and 
Egyptian spring and love in Beijing. I That's felt like, such a beautiful song. Thank you. How did you feel? Oh, no, good. I was just saying, like, from since recording it, I was like, I sang that low? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you raised the key. Yeah, yeah. No, that song is very much, that was like my pandemic, how to get out of this song. Yeah. yeah. Trying to write, like, a love song for, like, humanity. And, it's like, beautiful. Yeah. I, I hear that in it. It's really... Makes me cry. <laughs> I read something about you coming back to yourself during that time. Yeah. And there's a line in one of your other songs, It's Been a Terrible News Week. Oh, that yeah. That line, it made me think of that and relate it to this. And yeah, it's a real, it's a real like zoom back out into yourself kind of thing, which I, I kind of can relate to, you know. Yeah, I feel like we were all going through that, like. You know, it's kind of what I was saying before about taking stock or feeling things that happened a decade ago. It was like just this really incredible moment where we're all kind of having a montage of our entire life being like all the times and all the bad times and all the good times. And I mean, I think we haven't really been able to fully feel what happened to all of us, you know? I I agree. It's funny because I I remember... In the begin, I have two small kids, and so oh, wow. in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, there was a certain point in time where I was like, we spent it with a, a, f- a couple friends oh, in, nice. in the beginning, which I was like, this is amazing. We get to hang out with our friends. We're doing totally okay, considering, yeah. all things considering, we're doing totally fine. I looked at, back at pictures recently. In hindsight, I'm like, we were a mess. <laughs> But at the time, I didn't realize it. You know, like, my kids were a mess. We were a mess. My friends were a mess. Yeah. We were all a mess. Yeah. I was drinking so much wine. Oh, my God. (laughs) With the wine. I know. That was, like, the one place that didn't close. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we were all so scared. And we were also, I mean, New Orleans and New York both got hit so hard. Yeah. And there was so much gratitude that I felt, but also, like, mixed with this, like, panic. And, yeah, I just had, like, this whole album got me through. And it was kind of this, it sounds really intense, but it was, like, this feeling of, like, if this is the end, this is, like, the time capsule I want to leave for the aliens, you know? sweet. (laughs) This feels like a love song to your life, you know? Yeah. And to all life. Life on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that song, Saga. Saga, yeah. Can we do Saga? Totally. This is also from Life on Earth. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is like my song for like little Alinda. I talk about like getting into other people's songwriting. I've been writing this song for years and I couldn't figure out how to write it. And then uh, Heroes was playing like in a coffee shop. I was like, oh, I'll just like try to do that, but change it. Okay. You know, so I just like played heroes and then was like, okay. And something happens, like 
when you're like copying something and then it becomes a photocopy of a photo, you know, like. Yeah, it's not the thing at all anymore. Yeah, totally. But that was the song that like unlocked this for me. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Should I just start out? Yeah, I'll okay. just come in. Baby, fake it Burning inside out Shaking Screaming hysterical like it Lost in an ocean of regret Burning inside out Cold feet I was a kid, I was lonely Would've done it Side. 
that was good. It's beautiful. Thanks. I'm glad you wrote that song. Thank you. Yeah. Um, this song is so, so heavy, and it's just, I don't know. Do people come up to you a lot about it? Yes. Have you gotten a lot of... Yeah, yeah. a lot of people telling me like that they relate to it or that they feel seen by it and it's you know and it's like of course about my particular experience but it can lend itself to any like traumatic life moment that you're just like you know I was writing I was just trying to express like I identified with traumatic events in my life for so long and then I reached a point where I was like I don't really want to identify with this anymore like I'd love to identify as like an adventurer <laughs> like, that's what I love about this you song, know is that the way it's addressing how you really feel at this point in your life about it yeah and I could see people relating so much to it yeah because I think we're afraid to let go of hard times because then they, they do become at least for me I was afraid of like letting go maybe I was afraid of feeling happiness or maybe I was afraid like then what was it all for if not wearing it as like a badge of honor or something Mm -hmm. and then I realized like oh it's always in me it's always within me like it's okay to like set it free yeah you know and to I think I was afraid of well then what's next if I like embrace healing or happiness then I can be let down you know yeah it's true so it's like this vulnerability of like let's just jump off the cliff and like see what happens you know it's very vulnerable it's not a unique perspective because i'm sure a lot of people relate to it but it's it's a unique framing of something in this form this art form Mm -hmm. you know it it feels so good to encapsulate things like this in song form i think and yeah i just think it's such a you should be really proud of it. It's very oh, thank you. Very liberating song, and Thanks. it's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I felt so relieved when it was <laughs> recorded. Just like oh, you must have, you know, yeah. Because yeah. it took me a lot of years. I mean, it took me a lot of years to feel like that, and then it took me years to write it. It's that thing about like simple, but but complicated, you know. Yeah, that's life, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really an interesting feeling to be inside listening to the song. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, thanks for playing it with yeah, me. it's a great one. Yay. Yeah. I'm happy we're friends now. I know, me too. <laughs> Even when we were texting, I was like, wow, I feel like we already are friends. Yeah, when you texted me back, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a relief. I know. That feeling. It's such a relief. <laughs> Should we do... Living in the city? Yeah, let's do cool. that one. Living in the city. Yeah. Should we do the response to Yeah, will you? Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. One, two, one, two, three, yeah. He said, I'm the sweetest thing that he's never tasted. Mother puzzle singing love songs 
all in her dark apartment. Fourteen floors of birthing and fourteen floors of dying. Living in the city, living in the city. We're just living in the city. Something I can offer. You know, the heart, it's not the hopeless. The heart is a lonely hunter. Hot long summer days. We're just sneaking by the river. Oh, I lock my dreams away. And I watch the city quiver. Hot garbage smell. Yeah, I, I can feel it. It's <laughs> crazy. And last night you did a, a show at Joe's Pub. Yeah. What, it was a, a special show with actors yes. for, for the Navigator album. Yeah. So when I wrote The Navigator, I always had it in mind where I was like, I want this to be a play somehow. Like not quite a musical, kind of mm-hmm. like rock musical, but like the soundtrack to the story. And everyone around me was like, I think you're losing your mind. <laughs> Lovingly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but so I wrote this play, but I've never written a play before. And then finally, um, that was in like 2017. Finally in 2020, 
I connected with Joe's Pub, and they connected me with a playwright, um, C. Julian Jimenez. Oh, cool. And we've been creating it since the first week of lockdown. <laughs> like and you finally Zoom. did it. Yeah. yeah, and we were able to do it um, this past weekend at Joe's Pub with four actors, and it was just like a dream come true. It was so cool. That is cool. Is, do you have any plans to do it some more? Well, we hope that that was just the beginning. We're kind of presenting it as like a work in progress. And hopefully this is like a long process of us making it a real thing. That's great. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And you're in it and you're singing. Yeah, me and the band were like, you know, we kind of see ourselves as like the jazz cats in the alley, okay. you know? <laughs> yeah. My friend um, Lynn Ligamari played uh, saxophone and it was just like so cool. You know, That's it felt amazing. very New York. It's a very like city story. So, yeah. 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 That album too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was super fun. I know. You want to do Drunken Angel? Yes, for sure. Yeah. It's funny. You, you grew up in the Bronx, but you got country in your soul. Uh, I really, I don't know where, you know, me and my, um, my aunt and my dad, we used to drive to Florida every summer Ah, and I feel that'll like do it. <laughs> something really happened in that like minivan, you know, Yeah, they would make jokes about how like we'd get to Waffle House and I, and all of a sudden I'd take on like a fake Southern accent and be like, morning, like to everybody. <laughs> just like, you're a Puerto Rican from the Bronx. What are you doing? <laughs> well, Florida's pretty country. It is. Yeah. When you get down there. I grew up going to Florida in the summers. Oh, really? Yeah. We would go to Sarasota. Okay. I've never been there. Oh, yeah, because Dallas. That's I'm where you're from. from. Dallas. My aunt lived in Gainesville. Oh, okay. So I'd go there a lot. Lucinda's one of my favorites, though. I got to meet her and play music with her one time. Really? It was, it was so cool. What did you guys play? We played... We were on a cruise, which oh is my God, so amazing. surreal. You were on a cruise with Lucinda. Um, yeah. Lucinda Williams. We played we played a Woody Guthrie song. We played another one of her fa- of her songs that's my favorite which is one? um People Talking. I love that one. Oh. Okay, so for this, should we trade? Yeah, is that cool? I'd love that, yeah. God, I love her so much too. Yeah, and I was saying Gosh, I should have brought you the book, her memoir. Oh yeah, so she—you just were reading it. She did yeah. a memoir. Is it new? It is. It's really okay, new. Okay, I'll get it on my Kindle. Like a couple of months old. I okay, I—I I would love to read that. Yeah. Cool. Should we give it a go? Yeah. So you recorded this song. Yeah. Yeah, for that Blaze Foley Oh, my God, that was so surreal. I just got an email one day that was like, hi, this is Ethan Hawke. I'm just like, cool. (laughs) So someone's email got hacked because what are you talking about? And he's just like, do you want to play Blaze Foley's sister? I'm just like, I'm obsessed with Blaze Foley. This is and towns and that whole world, you know, like, so it was just such a dream. And then Chris Christopherson was my dad. So now every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, there's my dad. (laughs) So you were in the, I didn't see the movie. Oh, it's really? You're in the movie. Yeah. I kept meaning to see it. And I can't watch movies anymore. Like my attention span is too short. I'm going to watch it. And it's really heartbreaking too. Because it's just such a like beautiful and tragic story. And we all know a drunken angel, you know, somebody that you're just like, you're so lovely and you're like haunted by this addiction but yeah so I got to cover the song and like be a part of the whole thing it was so cool cool. Ethan makes good um, music 
choices. Yeah. He loves music. Yeah. And he was just so, like, wonderful to work with. And it was really great. And Blaze's um, wife... Uh, Sybil was like a part of the whole oh, cool. thing and like wrote it with him so it was just amazing to like be in that world you know yeah because I've been listening to this song forever and then being and like once I found out who it was about I just love the mythology of like I didn't know that Oh, so yeah. she wrote this about, about Blaze. About Blaze Foley. Yeah and yeah. you know he had he had a thing about like duct taping his shoes he like kind of had a vow of uh, poverty is what they called it. Hmm. He was like, I'm a man of the people type thing. Mm-hmm. So he would like not not get new shoes and like, you know, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. very, it's, it's a very New Orleans vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys shoot at New Orleans? We went to a place in Western Louisiana. Okay. But. Okay, I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. I'm only, I'm in it for a short amount. In the middle. But Special, the whole thing though. is so gorgeous. And Chris. Oh, my God. Yeah. The best. One, two, three, yeah. Duct tape shoes, your orphan clothes, and your long dark hair. 
Looking like you didn't care, drunken angel Blood spilled out from the hole in your heart Over the strings of your guitar The worn down places in the wood The ones that made you feel so good, drunken angel Why'd you ever let it go that far, drunken angel? Drunken angel Yay! Yay. Oh my god! Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Of course. I'll see you very soon. I don't want to say goodbye. I know, me neither. (laughs) I'm like, maybe I'll get a room (laughs) at the Ace Hotel. (laughs) Well, we'll hang. Okay, good. Yeah. Cool. Now now that we know. Yeah, totally. We're a good match. We can be friends. Yeah, totally. And play music. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. That was so fun. That was so great. I wish we had time for so many more songs. Yeah, there'll be more. I, I feel like we'll we'll meet down the road and do some more. Um, if you're wondering about the what songs we did do today, we did a song from their 2022 album Life on Earth called Rhododendron, another one from that album called Life on Earth, and Saga also from that album. We did a song from the album The Navigator from 2017 called Living in the City, and then we did the Lucinda Williams song called Drunken Angel. Lucinda's version was from a 1998 album, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. And Alinda also has a recorded version of the song from the Blaze Foley movie called Blaze. This episode was recorded by Matt Marinelli, mixed by Jamie Landry, edited by Sarah Oda, additional editing and mixing by Matthew Vasquez, artwork by Eliza Fry, photography by Shervin Lenez, produced by me and Sarah Oda, babysitting by Steve Angus.